right, folks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks America Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Vance, and today we are at uh, Washer Archery Club over by Wacoma here in Wisconsin. This is Mission 14 uh, Archery Shoot. It's the second to the, or third to the last ones here, so there's still an opportunity for those folks to get out there and shoot the upcoming events to, get, to support the HHA USA Veterans Honor Flight program they have going on here. And uh, my guest today is uh, Jeremy Fisher. He actually created an app called Toxin. And our, our good friend, Chris, opened up a spider web and introduced us. And so now here we are having a conversation here. So Chris, or not Chris, but Jeremy, why don't you give me a little breakdown about who you are and we can, we can go from there. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Jeremy Fisher. Um, originally, I'm from Nebraska. Um, go Huskers. To, yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Man. <laughs> um, I married a lady from Wisconsin and uh, we kind of felt that Wisconsin's where we wanted to land. Uh-huh. Um, and we've been here for quite a few years now. Um, Archie's always been a thing for me. Um, I just started when I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of carried me on to a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot through, through a lot of things. Uh-huh. But I got to see a lot of different facets of, of what archery is. Um, and I've always just loved shooting my bow, man. It's just kind of one of those things. Um, all my friends are archers. Um, we just really connect, you know, just a really good brotherhood in that arena. So that is so true because it's, it's amazing how when, uh, when you get together with archers and such, there's the, the egos kind of go away and just all yeah. about fun. I mean, granted, yeah. you're going to give each other a uh, razzing, but, uh, oh, yeah. it's all part of good, good fun, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's sort of fun. Like, I, I come, every time I come to one of these HHA events, there's always, I'm always meeting new folks and stuff like that. We always have conversations or f- feedback about some of the podcasts and stuff that they really enjoy and stuff like that. And it, it's been a positive uh, experience for me. So it's like, I love coming to these here. So what got you into hunting all those years ago in Nebraska? Yeah. Um, actually, I met my best friend in high school um, and, and he was kind of into the archery thing a little bit and, mm-hmm. and kind of introduced me there. Um so um, I, I ended up finding, a, I'm going to use the words, uh, affordable bow. Okay. And uh, just kind of struggled through it. Um, and I, honestly, I think, I think you know, back then the technology isn't what near what we have now. Very true. Um, and um, so a lot of that's some of the reasons why I opened up an archery shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had people ask me questions or try to help people out. But I own a little archery shop called Badger State Adventures um, in New Auburn, just north of Eau Claire, about 40 minutes. Okay. And uh, we've been open for about two and a half years. Um, and and my, I, I put the biggest smile on my face when I get a youth or someone who's getting introduced into the sport of archery mm-hmm. through their friends. Um, and if I can if I can help them surpass some of the struggles that I had growing up with poor equipment or not enough education or you just can't get something right, you know, and, and through my experiences, if I can help them. Man, I feel like I've won the day, you know. So I just it makes me so much better. That's a val- That's great. I, I especially when you get a chance to t- team up with Brenda and Dan Shriver for, uh, for Schroeder, excuse me, for S3DA. There, it's like that's a fantastic organization. Dan invited me over. I got to watch all these young kids compete, and like they're really impressive. They put a, yeah. they're like shooting far better than most of us can shoot. And there, you guys just have, they're just all dialed in. Yeah. They they really appreciate. It. I got to do some interviews with some of them, and awesome. and it's just the, the 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 way they light up about talking about archery yeah. and where they're going to go especially I got a chance to interview some some girls that were going to be moving on from high school into collegiate and some are going to Stevens Point some are going to Texas A&M but it is uh, it's a very small niche yeah. but I'm, 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 I'm hoping that it continues to grow and get bigger yeah. and bigger you know which is kind of weird that archery has been around for centuries but it really hasn't been involved in, in uh, academia yeah that, that's absolutely correct um, you know, we're, we're hoping to see this and it sounds like Stevens point. Um, they have a shoot coming up here. I believe it's HHA USA over there in Stevens point. Yes. Um, and it sounds like they've got a f- fantastic facility over there. Yes. Um, and, and from that youth age, from, from the influence of a parent or an uncle or somebody that mm-hmm. they know and in, into the sport of archery, where do they go after the, after the high school years and stuff, you know, True. they're kind of getting out 18 years old and they're taking on the world. You know, are they, are they going to be able to be exposed to the sport still? You mm-hmm. know, so I mean, mm-hmm. if we can get into academia and if we can make this a more, 
visible thing by um you know tv or more internet and podcasts and stuff mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. the sport of archery's got a shot to really really make some growth over these next few years oh yeah, yeah. we're starting to see a big bloom a boom on everything like that yeah. especially when we had the hunger games with being a big success with younger females i mean females have been really attracting the sport all all like yeah, it's just it's just a hot commodity that are really getting into it because it's like there's you can still compete on uh, doesn't matter if you're male or female you can still compete and still do some damage to against other other folks you yeah, know yeah, all the absolutely. different classes and such yeah um so I, I get to shoot a little bit with some um with some females and stuff and i get some that come through the shop um and i'm i'm, I'm kind of coaching a 13 year old gal um her uncle brought uh, brought her in and said hey man we're just looking for a sport for her to pick up we think archery is, is where it is mm -hmm. so i've been working with her one day a week for now for a couple of months we just shot our first 3D not too long ago, yeah. and man, she had a great time. We had a good time with it. And then um, last weekend, we went over and shot in Chippewa, and uh, we shot with another lady that's super big into the outdoors. Um, Lizanne Hunter LA is her name, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, she's just super big into the outdoors, and there was a good camaraderie between those two ladies um, in, a, in a common sport, you know, in something mm -hmm. that they mm -hmm. now have, just have related. So I'm seeing the growth of the youth and stuff like that, and, and women archers and stuff. Of course, my wife shoots, and mm -hmm. I'll tell you now, on, on record, she's a way better shot than I am. So my wife is slowly getting better. She's 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 uh, left eye dominant, but she oh. shoots right handed. So we're we're having a little cross in between. So we we're out to maybe try putting a left hand bow in her hand and see how that would help her out. Because sure. I don't want her to get discouraged. Because like you know how people get they get inside their head and they yep. they they, yeah, they accept defeat way too soon. And it's like yep. it's archery is a progressive sport. It, it takes time to become really good. You know, it's like this is my first um, 3D shoot that I didn't shoot, uh, or I, I shot less than 3.5. So it's like, you know, it's like you got to take your small wins. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it would be awesome to, to see. And if, if maybe the left hand is what's going to make her more comfortable into this into this sport, yeah. she's going to really enjoy it after that. So exactly. I it does. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you said you're from Nebraska. Where at in Nebraska? Well, a little town called Shadron, uh, about two hours south of Rapid City, South Dakota. Um, okay. It's way out western part of the state. All so. right. See, my, my heritage comes from Schuyler and Columbus and Omaha area, so... Yeah. Yeah, like when the government was given a lightweight land here 200 years ago, we got some land out there in Nebraska and stuff. So, uh, but it's it's just amazing what happened because like what ended up happening is like my great grandmother passed away, and all the kids that didn't do very well won all that that they, all I saw was green. But the thing is, like the land was paid for, so they didn't they didn't recognize the dividends that you can actually earn off of that, especially in uh, well uh, uh, educated uh, agriculture area and stuff like that. And especially if they have really good topsoil, it's like man, that that's residual yeah. income, you know. Absolutely. And that's where you got to pay attention to that because like we had that big buyout from uh, Bill Gates buying two hundred and forty two thousand acres, and I have been following. But it's like he's buying all this land up, and it's like when when something like that doing, like we don't want to lose that opportunity because we'll we'll eventually become Europe. Yeah. We don't have all this public land, and so we need to take advantage of that. And the kids need to have that financial education, like the land's right. paid for. Live off the dividends or yeah. reinvest that somehow. Yeah, that's, that's how you establish right. generational wealth. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, that's well said. I mean, I mean, the, the, the ability to to you know, get the education, expose yourself to that, so you can mm -hmm. make the right decisions for the future and stuff, instead yes. of looking at the the quick return on that. Yeah, know? the short term. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's, it's a unique thing about like having that um, study. Like there was a study that was done here years ago where they did a mushroom study, or not a mushroom, but a marshmallow. When the when the kids that had uh, marshmallows, like they they would hold on to it for a second one. That later in life, they they were far more successful because they were they were able to enjoy the, the delayed gratification and yeah. the ones that wanted the, everything right off the get go. Well. They, they struggle a lot further than they think it really could have been. Yeah, yeah, you know? it was a fantastic study. Um, I watched some of those videos and stuff, and it was just neat to see. And then uh, years down the road, how some of those kids who were able to delay that gratification were at a certain point in life. Yeah, it's, 
pretty pretty cool study on that one. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's unique about how, especially when you're talking with kids, like when you when you're introducing them into the sport like this with archery. Because you see how I did that right there. It's like showing them those little those wins. Because like yeah. my daughter, she likes to shoot archery too, but it's like she doesn't always get the arrow to stick. So what we did is we just got we adopted with using balloons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll meet Mike over there, at Blackhawk Archers and Stephen Point. There okay. he's uh, uh, he's one of the go to. He's been on the podcast too, but he did the same thing with his granddaughter. To getting her into it, and then now she's she's a a crack shot. She is really good. I got to watch her compete at um, SBDA here a few weeks back in June, and she is really really blossomed and found her own, and gave her a whole sense of con- confidence. Because it's amazing what because like archery, wrestling, those those are all individual sports yeah, right. essentially because it's all in, it's between you and the mechanics of the shoot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's that's one thing that draws me a lot too. Um, archery is it it's me and my setup and my ability mm-hmm. to execute the right shot and and um you know and i get that gratification of hey that was a well-placed you know arrow mm-hmm. you know whether it's a, a live target or, or foam or, or whatever mm-hmm. um it just get that yeah I, I did it right you know i got the chance they uh at the shoot today they have that moose out there at 74 yards oh it is i wasn't sure if they're going to bring it back because i know yep. yesterday they had 74 yeah so 74 is where they had it and i i, I shot six times and I hit that target three out of six times, and the other three were not that far off. Mm-hmm. But it makes me feel good knowing that, that hey, I executed that right shot, and it was mm-hmm. all me. You know, I mean, my wife yeah. had nothing to do with it. And I mean, nobody else. It was just my setup and my execution. And mm-hmm. so I get a kick out of that for some reason. So Yeah, I, myself, it's like, I, 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 not that I don't have the confidence to shoot that far out. It's like that I, I, just, um, I just don't I don't have enough repetition out there. My eyesight gets really bad, so it's like... When you shoot expensive errors, you don't want to miss, but it's yeah, like when, when, when you have all your peers around you and it's like, you know, you need a rising if you miss it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I should have, I should just went out there and shot after everybody left and just kind of get the, the, uh, uh, reps in, just yep. kind of get it out there and see it. Cause it's like, I've been shooting, getting more and more confident shooting at 60 and 70 yards at some of these archery yeah. shoots that have those longer, uh, ranges. Yeah. So this way you can get yourself set up like Toma Warren's. Yeah. That's a fun one to shoot right there too as well. But they have theirs all the way out to, I think it's 80 yards or 100 yards yeah. where you can practice all the way out to that right. distance and, you know, go from there. Well, that, that's a lot of, a lot of archery. You know, you're not, you're not a hundred percent sure that you can do something. Mm-hmm. And when you get a few shots out there and you do it, you know, it, 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 something changes in your mind. I think that, that, Hey, I can, I can succeed in this. I can mm-hmm. 80 yards, man. That's a long ways. You put a couple arrows out there. Yeah. You're going to struggle. I mean, you're not going to yeah. do perfectly every time. No. Get a couple arrows and you work things in there. It gets a little better, a little better after a while. 80 yards is, is, is a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, so. Seth, I can't even pronounce his last name, but uh, he his concept was like, because he went through some target panic here last year and he almost hung his bow up. But what he did is he just he just kind of reset himself and thinking less is more type of idea. And it's like like the target, if you hit the target, that's a bullseye. Yeah, exactly. And then you slowly bring it back in and now it's like he's back enjoying the sport again. He's getting all the things. He was going to supposed to come out today, but uh, he has family obligations yeah. in the afternoon and it was raining for him to get down here. So he's like, he, he doesn't like driving in the, in the nasty rain, which I don't blame him because these, these storms have come through in the last 48 hours have been gnarly and I got more rain coming. It's like, yeah. my Lord. We had a great lightning show coming in last night, man. It was, it was, it was quite, uh, quite, uh, quite cool to see, you know, the works. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I kind of digress a little bit. Target panic is one of those kind of a weird thing for me and I've never really experienced it my, mm-hmm. myself. Um, but I have some friends that have experienced it, and, and, and it's a really interesting psychology of, of the archery shot. And one of those major humps, I honestly think if you can beat beat target panic and you can get it figured out, mm-hmm. man, there's, you can do a lot of things because, I mean, that is a tough one to get over. Yeah, know? that's what I've heard from a lot of yeah. folks. Like, even when listening to John Dudley and yeah. you listen to, I think probably Cam Haynes went through it. But it's like sometimes it just comes like just overshooting more. Can help you overcome it too as well. I just go and like if I feel like I have my anxiety going up, I just go just go back to your, just drop the drop it down, 
reset yourself, yeah. take a deep breath, and then go go it again, and then just kind of clear that stress away. But it's not everybody can have that that technique, and it's something that's learned. It can't be taught. You have to yeah. be able to clear your mind. Yeah, you like it's almost like a self sense uh, self meditation in the spur of the moment. Yeah. Yeah, right, and it, and it's kind of one of those you can get coached and you can work on it, but once once in, you you have to work through it, you know. I mean, I, mm-hmm. if my wife develops it, I can't I can't do it for her, you know. Mm-hmm. She's got to mentally take care of that stuff. And I don't. You've never had target panic, have you? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's one. It's kind of a wild thing, man. And I'm glad I haven't had it, and I hope I don't ever get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. The nice thing is, there's, there's plenty of ways to get through it, you know. And also, too, um, breathing is a big aspect of it as well. So like you, like Win Hoff, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Win Hoff is uh, world renowned. He's got like 27 world records. I mean, this guy uh, climbed Mount Everest in a pair of boots and shorts. That's it. Dead serious. Oh, that's an animal. Yeah, that's he, awesome. he, and it's all about his breathing techniques and how he brings it out of you know, over oxidating the blood and such, and really helping out your immune system. That's amazing. And, and it also with mental health because his story was that in 90, 1990, yeah, uh, he was a married, has four boys at the time. While his wife had suffered from a mental illness and took a nosedive off the eighth floor. Oh man! And so it's like he had to dedicate his life. So he, it kind of clicked for me. He's like he changed his whole entire perspective, and so he he learned how to. Take care of your mind, your mind, or through your body, but not with um, without prescriptions. Yeah. And so he does it like talking about taking ice baths, and that's why he's called the Ice Man because he set tons of world. He, like he did a world record swim for like I think it was like forty yards, but he ended up going sixty yards because he missed the hole. His eyes, his retinas uh, froze. What? Yeah. So he had to, so that was like, quite the uh, experience that's for him. Amazing. Yeah, but it's like he's he's got multiple studies done it, but it's all about how he breathes. He's got a couple yeah. books out there. You can find them on YouTube. Well, you know, when you're when you're faced with adversity, no matter what it is, I think some people will focus and some people will fold. You know, and and if if you're a, a person that folds and you want to focus, I mean, and you can work on those things. And meditation, I think, is a pretty pretty heavy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and if uh, I think if more people spent more time thinking and meditating, um, you know, things can be a lot better for them. And you know, but yeah, that's that's, that's wild, man. Yeah, that's, that's why I like why I think cool. why a lot of people gravitate to archery just because yeah. it is very zen. Because if you don't focus like we've all been there where it's like you all of a sudden the bow jumps and you crack yourself in the lip i busted my lip over to come up i'm not afraid to admit it man it's like it's like oh, oh i got a little blood coming out it's like yep. anybody see me that's nope right. nope nobody right. saw me i'm good yep. <laughs> that's yep. usually the biggest thing you think is oh, like yeah. look around that's the first thing yep and then you then you look at the damages you know is it chip mm-hmm. tooth or just a bloody lip yeah that's <laughs> yeah don't yeah chip chip tooths are expensive especially when yeah. you're paying for oh, it man so talk about toxin here let's get to the meat of the conversation so chris was giving a little breakdown about toxins about having all this all these different um clubs involved with it yeah. and being able to find these 3d shoots like give us a like how'd you come up with this idea this brain yeah change? so um uh, through my through badger state adventures um i was thinking about a way to try to get more shooters through the doors of both our pro shops and our clubs um and i and i just touched base with a couple of our pro shops in the area or uh, clubs i'm sorry the clubs in the area and what i was going to do originally was just kind of do a fantasy league like for football all of your uh your, you know the people that you select they go out and they gather you points but I was thinking okay. of a way to maybe if we can get shooters to go out and to each of these events and their points tally or accumulate. The Tetra was the first site that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sites, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now when you sight in your 20 yard mark, you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. 
That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on. The Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape, and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter, larger uh, scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations as well as a dovetail or tournament edition uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow and the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarter, as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com. Into a certain to certain categories, maybe you've got people that are ringers and they shoot really well, mm-hmm. but they can only go to two or three events a year, mm-hmm. you know, due to mm-hmm. whatever whatever. Pre- but if you have a guy that can shoot mediocre and they can get to a handful of shoots, well, his scores you know, gives him a chance to get out. And I was just trying to figure out a way to get more folks into you know these clubs and getting them out shooting. Um, and and we quickly kind of went to to that's not going to quite work. It's Badger State Adventures is just getting off the ground. We don't quite have the clout or. Um, the reserves or the information that we had or needed mm-hmm. to get something like that off the ground. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, it just, for some reason, it just kind of stuck with me that we need to get folks out. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, talking with my wife and I had this idea. So man, if we could come up with a platform to just let people know where these events are, because I mm-hmm. think, I think archery in a way, summer months, we get kind of shuffled in the background, you know, people going to the beaches or traveling a vacation mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. Uh, they'd rather go out to eat or something like that other than, getting with their buddies or, you know, their family and taking their kids out on a course or something like that. So there's a way that we could actually get um, the information uh, a little bit faster, a little bit more convenient, a little bit easier for our shooters. That's going to, that's going to exponentially help our clubs, help our pro shops get more boots through the door, you know? Yeah. Um, So I just, I started, man, and I'll I'll tell you, anybody that knows me and they're going to laugh when they hear this, I started with a crayon because I'm not overly techie. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't get my printer to print what I needed to print most of the time. Uh-huh. And um, so I just came up with these ideas of what, you know, I didn't have a name, but I had ideas and I just started writing these ideas down. Um, and then, and then just collar phases and crayons, man. I just, just a whole bunch of ideas. And then I tried finding somebody who thought this idea would, would suffice. Let's just see if we can get something together and just, to, just to work it together. Um, and I end up teaming up with a young man and, uh, he got me to a certain point, but where he got me, cause he was pretty busy mm-hmm. when he got me, I looked at it and I go, man, this, this is a pretty good idea still. I think this is something we should pursue. Okay. So after that, um, the vestiture with them and I, um, I continued on with this. I ended up hiring a team um, to to continue to grow this thing. Okay. Because, um, I, like I said, I'm not overly techie, so I, I had to get a group. Um, we, we found somebody out of Minnesota. Okay. Um, and they have some people that they've worked with in the past, and I just said, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm trying to do. They are not outdoorsmen. They are not archers. So yeah. when I would try to explain them, there was a little bit of a roadblock, I guess, from what I was trying to explain to them and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But, um, but yeah, so Toxin at its, at its core, all of the clubs and all the pro shops who are on the app, um, can post where they're at. It, it gives them a Google pin drop. Mm-hmm. So anybody who is a shooter or wants to go shoot or even 
let's say let's say we're in Wyoming and I bounce my broadhead off of my strings or my cables and I need to find a shop. Yes. Well, I don't know any names of shops. You can do a Google search. But, you know, if their search engine optimization isn't up or if they're uh, they're not doing a good job on the Internet, I'm not going to know if a club is there or a shop is there. Yeah, valid, very valid so, point. So with this, if they're if they're a part of me, they can jump on this Toxin app and they can see their pin drop. And on that pin drop, it gives them contact information. It gives them uh, it actually has a, a maps button. Um, so it gives you driving directions right to that club. Um, you can look up the, their phone number. Um, it's just it gives us, the users. All the information that we need to go to that to that event. Now, also in that pin drop, if you tap it once, it gives you the name of the venue. You tap it again, it gives you the next shoot they have coming up. Oh, you tap it again, clever. it gives you the next shoot it comes up. So, if if you're if you download Toxin T O X O N, if you download Toxin and you look up Washera Archers, mm-hmm. you tap it once, it's going to come up with a shoot. You tap it again, it's going to come up again. Um, so, a name across that pin drop. If you tap that, it takes you right to a sheet of all the information. When the shoot is, what's in the shoot, how many targets, start times, stop times. Um, saved a calendar ability. You can put it right into your phone, and it reminds you that this event is coming up. So all of, all of this ability for yeah. our end users to, to have on one platform whenever they need it. You know, and we've used it. Actually, we used it. How far are we from this place? You know, because we're not from here. It's my first time ever in Washera. You know? mm-hmm. um, so we use it just coming here, just finding the location. Google Maps was right there. So, I mean, it's just convenient for the shooters to get out and get that information um, repetitively. You know, very, very, very easy for them. And the nice so. thing is, it's like it almost uh, works out for, obviously, it's a you have the advertising aspect to it all. But then there's something they can plug into their own uh, social medias and stuff like that. Especially, if they, like you said, there are folks out there that are very low-tech when it comes down to their um, online presence. So, it gives them that extra advantage for it. But, yeah, we have a lot of transit, especially, like, if you get students that are coming up from, from U- UWM. Uh, University of Madison, Lacrosse, Stephen Point. You know, it's like right. they have an opportunity. So this way, then it's something that you can advertise to high schools too. It's like, hey, like ones that have high school programs that revolve around archery. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and, that, and that's a great point. If if you're traveling, it's based off of your GPS location. It gives you your two closest venues at mm-hmm. all times. You know, so when you're traveling back over to West, mm-hmm. um, and you look at it for whatever reason you're looking at, it'll give you the next two closest venues. Um, so as long as as long as the club or the shop is on the app, it's going to bring that information up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean that's that's pretty convenient. So so, so with with this, so how did you come up with Tox then? What's what like what's the the foundation of the name? Yeah, so I was trying to think of a name, which I, honestly I think that might have been one of the hardest things to do. Um, and and searching, I actually I fell asleep and woke up the next day and I just I felt like I need to look in a certain area and for whatever reason in in my brain or for whatever I, how I got there an epiphany mm-hmm. or whatever. Um. I was I just searched this, you know, the Greek words for archery and actually toxin is, I believe, the root word of toxophilite, which was for archery or bow or archer. Oh, really? Um, so toxin is actually the, an archery related term in the Greek Greek terms. So um, I love the name and it just hit me. I'm like, that's a great name for an app. Yeah. So, um, and the plus of your logo that you have on it, just a pin drop with a guy with an archer, and it's like archery connected. That's like a very great, powerful slogan. I didn't realize that 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 that, that um, had that origin from that. It's like that's where we, it's a nice little history lesson. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty cool how everything just kind of tied together, and then archery connected. I thought of with with just okay, that's exactly what this thing does. It connects shooters to events. 
mm-hmm. shooters to shoot, shooters to clubs, shooters to make archery. It connects us all together, you know, and we are, we are a tight knit group. So, um, get a hold of your buddy and, and, and go to this event, you know, so. mm-hmm. especially like, well, like you get, if you're living like in a rural town, rural state like Iowa or Nebraska, Wisconsin, like, you know, it's like, well, what's going on today? It's like, you bring this up and it's like, well, well, there's an archery shoot like 40 minutes away. Let's go do that. And it's like, it's a good way to kill four hours. It's like, it's better than golf. That's, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's absolutely it's like, better yeah. than golf. Yeah. Cause golf to me is just, all it is is just over manicured food plot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the golfers out there, but yeah. that's I thought I, just, I was thinking yeah. about that on the way up here. It's like, you know, because I passed a lot of golf courses. Like, hey, that's what it is. It's an over manicured fruit plot. That's awesome. I, uh, I was looking for an arrow today, um, and I, it kind of reminded me of my golf game. Usually, that's where I'm at looking for my golf balls. Is that that far end of the woods? You know, mm-hmm. so I do archery way over golf, man. Yeah, way over golf. And the nice thing is about it, like you, you, you get, you get, you potentially get better and better. Like golf, it's like if you don't repetitively do it and maintain that muscle memory, it's like you go down fast. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I spent a summer in, in high school. My parents got for Easter to get my, my brother and I. A golf membership and we golfed every single day and our scores went from the mid 50s on a, on a nine hole course all the way down to par just because of the constant playing because wow. we do not we do nine 18 27 holes in one day just because well we have nothing else to do you know wow. we're kids you know it kept us uh, it kept us out doing it and, get it and it pulled us away from the video games oh yeah absolutely absolutely that was that was one of the things that that really hit me i've got a 19 year old son and, uh, you know, it's just kind of, he's in his phone a lot. You know, he's, he's very on the computer a lot. You know, and he's, he's very internet involved. I guess be the best way to say it. And, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, that's that demographic in our youth, you know, not, not just the ones in our, in our household still, but that, that 18 to 24 ish, where they're out trying to find life, where are we going to settle down kind of a deal, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I read a statistic, we have our phones in our hands, like up to five hours a day. And, and it's hard to believe that, yeah. you know, but, but here, but here we are. Why not? Why not get the, an app that that allows that ability to go? Hey, I'm on my phone, but let's go shoot our bows too. You know. Yeah. By the way, I've never hit par in my life, but I have shot a lot of twelves. So yes. I would. I'll take the twelves over par. I think. So. Yeah. Exactly. Those twelves are twelves <laughs> are very difficult. I mean, you're talking a yep. what is it a six six millimeter diameter arrow, and then you're trying to hit it at, at an inch by inch, and that's it. And you got to put it right on top of there, yeah. and then also on top of that too, how many people in your group? It's like you're also competing with them to put it in the same spot. So who's gonna rob it? Who? Yeah. Yeah. I got the pleasure of shooting with Chris a little bit this morning, and uh, I learned quickly to not shoot in front of Chris because he's got something about you know the arrows and he kind of roughed a couple of my arrows up a little bit so uh, we'll have a conversation you know later about <laughs> arrows but um yeah so it's, it's just one of those things when you're shooting with your buddies man um mm-hmm. it's always a good time you want to see your friends win you know and, that, and that's definitely an area that you can see just kind of grow together and and, and do so that's the thing too it's like when i was shooting yesterday it's like i wanted to shoot first because when, when when there's more arrows out there it's like i get that they get that anxiety it's like i'm gonna robin hood my arrow and it's like i'm shooting maximum red so these are expensive yeah. so if i shoot first then it's all downhill from there yeah. and so this way then plus i shoot luminox and so it's like i it just helps me for for tracing and stuff like that to follow through because i I always had a problem with golf where it's like it wouldn't, it wouldn't fall through. So that was my way of comp- making sure I don't repeat that same mistake in archery. So this way, I just watch it go straight to my target. Yeah. You know, it's like it just, it just grained in. Plus, it's like you get pretty colors. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and when you're the first shooter, um, I think I think it's a little a little harder because you don't, you don't have anybody else's arrows points to go off of, mm-hmm. point of a point of venue or point of just to shoot off of, right? Yes. Um, so I kind of like that extra added challenge, you know, of, mm-hmm. of where is that 12 ring and, and try to get it in there. Um, and man, I, I enjoy watching a lot of competitions on TV and stuff like that too. Of, of these, I mean, top shooters, you know, the Dan McCarthy's and, you know, and Chance Bobiff and Levi Morgan's. Yes. I mean, all those top end guys that like, I, I know what I do. I'm okay. I don't lose a lot of arrows, mm-hmm. but man, what those guys do 
I mean, they're mm-hmm. at a whole other level. That's fantastic. It's amazing. And I, and I think if we continue to get those guys on TV and get the youth to watch those guys and get involved a little bit, and I just, I just think there's a good way to connect the dots there too. You know? Yeah. So. And the, the nice thing is with, with social media is like, it has an opportunity to do it. And like when you, when you look at some of the major stars, we have John Dudley, John, uh, yeah. Cameron Haynes, uh, Randy Newberg, myself, Chris Hamm. I mean, we, and, and also, uh, Joe Rogan's like one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Like he was one kind of the one that actually inspired me to move into archery because I've been gun hunting for so many years. I kind of got bored with it. Fantastic. You know, it's like you just point, click, and shit. Obviously, there's more to it, but sure. you know, it's like you, you only have a nine day season. It's like I like being able to have like where I hunt at in Wisconsin. My season starts September 18th and doesn't end until January 31st. Yeah. Granted, January is really really cold, <laughs> but you know, it's like if you need, if you want, need to have a couple of remaining doe tags, you get out there and fill it. Yeah, absolutely, you can. Yeah, and it gets it gets chilly up here. Oh, it does. I mean, it's it's uh, it does. It's pretty brutal sometimes. I don't, negative thirty shouldn't be a thing. It's a thing up here. Like, it, and it, honestly, it's kind of a common thing. And mm-hmm. most of these people living up here in Wisconsin are like, oh yeah, it's it's, it's negative thirty. It's Thursday, yes. <laughs> you yeah. know. So and living in like living in the driftless area where, where we do, even we for how far north you are, it's like living in the bluffs. It just makes a world of difference not having uh, drifting snow. Because I used to live over in Rochester, Minnesota. Oh. That's all flat land, and it's like it is get you can get drifts five six feet high. Oh. So I'm like we're si- we're semis are like nope i'm not doing that yeah. i'm not ruining my radiator for this yeah don't blame them <laughs> yeah it's like because what was it like it was two years ago three years ago they had to shut down i-90 and uh 63 because of how much snow and how much drifting was they even got brought in the coast guard and the coast guard got their or not no not was it the coast guard or was national it the guard? reserve reserves really national guard Holy they got their they got the their tank slash suv got stuck you know that's what we do in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. Mm-hmm. And the only thing is we just don't get enough snow to be able to actually maintain uh, um, snowmobile courses and, and snowmobile driving, you know? So like further north, it, it makes a little bit more sense, but yeah. even still then, it's like we haven't been seeing the snowfall that we used to, go, used yeah. to get. Yeah, I've never I've never done that, but they've got a lot of trails that go up go up through the northern part of Wisconsin. You can travel from town to town on a snowmobile, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. and we actually just bought a small chunk of land, and it actually has a snowmobile trail going right through that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, it, to me, that's pretty cool. Like I like driving the roads, <laughs> but a four wheeler or a side by side or a snowmobile mm-hmm. going through the through the backwoods and stuff, that'd be a kick in the pants. That'd be that, a good time. that seems to be like my dad retired here a few years ago. And that's like all of his friends. That's what they've been buying, buying side by side. But all it is, they just going from one bar to the one bar to the next yeah. bar. And it's like, I, like I talk to people that they really get a, get a kick out of it, hang out with their friends, and almost like it was like it turned out to be more of a hassle, and it was really worth it because now it's like. You have to pay attention to how much you drink and where you drive and stuff like oh, that. And sure. it's like, you, you still can risk yourself getting a DUI and such. And then on top of the two, people forget they have, uh, like. Hello, we're at the ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran Four Blade. As you can see, four blades. Got a lot of the same high quality materials we use with our original two blade veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay? Those compress and then the broadhead opens. It still has our momentum management compressible blade technology. So the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed. Uh, In flight, it's one inch by inch and a quarter. Another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like. So swap the tip out, get you 125 grains instead of 100, which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place, roll those blades up, and then it's a click and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free. 
solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year. Used to farm life, so it's like they have a cooler back, and then guess what's in there? There's beer. All of a sudden, a cop flaps his lights. I'm like, well, you you've got alcohol. Yeah, and it's accessible, wow. so it's like you get some of the things. There's, there's a lot of repercussions that can be had for them. It's like side by sides are fun; they're a good thing to tool around with. But it's like you got to remember, it's like you can still get a DUI in that. Huh, well, I'll be. I, I didn't know that you could actually do that on those trails. You could, yeah, well, they're like all huh. over by Osseo and, and Eau Claire and like over yeah. by um, uh, Northwoods Bar. Huh. There's there's trails all along through wow. that you can so go I, through. I didn't. I, I wouldn't have known that. Um, was it Pentworth? Uh, there's a lake that's south of here, over by uh, just I think it's over well? Boston. Pentonwall? Pentonwall? Yeah, Pentonwall, yeah. Pint well. it, yeah. yeah, but they but they have trails all through there. Like they have huh. campgrounds where they have trails all cut through the, the woods, stuff like that. So people bring their toy haulers up and that's all they do. They just bounce around. Yeah, well, I, I I can see I can see the fun. I can see the uh the, the draw to something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and be able to drive through the backwoods and stuff like that. And, but I I didn't know that you could actually you know, because I don't I don't drink anyway, so that's that's I'm okay in that arena. Mm-hmm. But um huh, well I'll be that's that's pretty cool, and they got they got some cool machinery, man. They do, they yeah, do. My wife does uh, consumer loans and stuff like that, okay. and they're they're so bad. Like some, they're not for like twenty twenty ones aren't gonna be coming out until twenty twenty two. Oh wow! Yeah, because that's because the, they can't get the parts they need, and like the chips they need, or something like that, or the labor's not there, yeah. or the, the issues with all that fun stuff. So it's like, but it's a it's a very interesting concept we're living in right now. And like when you really yeah. when you really know who's pulling the strings, you know it's it's it's, it's not no my accident. This yeah. is not accident. There's no like like the same on on I ninety and I thirty nine. There's no such thing as high speeding accidents. And then kind of goes into play like there's no such thing as accidents. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we, we have kind of this um. Uh, we always have to be perfect mentality, whether it be whether you're driving a car, driving a truck, buying a semi. So it's like you have to have something because there's insurance involved. So it comes down yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's kind of a rodeo out there still. You know? So, I mean, you know, how I was talking to you about that idea about being able since since you have this concept with toxin, mm-hmm. being able to how have you thought about bringing adding in that aspect of bring in target cal- calculate or not cal- target calculation, but doing all the point calculations and having and having that go to a data database. So this way, then if you're doing a hosting event. In like Alabama, Wisconsin, like that, where you have in three thousand shooters. Yeah. Have you thought about adding that to the app yet, or Absolutely. is that something? So, so right now, Toxin is that what what I call the uh, the minimum viable product. Um, and 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 in order for me to continue to take a financial burden to build this thing, um, I had to see if the if the, if the archery world is going to re- receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to make sure that this is something that people actually want. You know, I can't just come up with a product and this great, wonderful thing and say, here it is. Everybody, yeah. everybody come to this thing and nobody wants it. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we've been out for about two weeks now. Okay. You know, I mean, I mean, that's, that's how old this thing is. Just two weeks. Wow. And you know, we've got, we've got over 200 downloads on it and we've got, we've got uh, 10 or 12 venues total on this thing and it's being pretty well received. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're trying to get the word out there a little bit. You know, I've got my archery shop and August, I tell you what, you know, we're starting to pick up a little bit. And so, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a rodeo to run, run these two things. Um, but talks, I'm confident this thing is going to do what, what in my brain it's, it's going to do. And that's mm-hmm. get the information where it needs to get to. So we have plans for features. We have plans for growth. Actually on the, on the, on the app right now, we have front of center calculator, uh, kinetic energy calculator, um, and bow speed calculator. Oh, just wow. So that's pretty, something that I think, I that's think pretty innovative can, right there. can use. Yeah. Um, and, and just trying to make it convenient for people to go, it's right here. Um, so as far as scoring, 
currently right now we don't have any sort of profiles for each user. Okay. It's free to download, but we don't we don't have a profile. I didn't mm-hmm. want a bunch of um, private information into this thing. I wanted to see if it was going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, the core aspects, and that's get it. getting the information there. Um, so we absolutely have plans to get this thing set to a certain point where um, when you get to a venue, you can check in. Mm-hmm. Once you check in, if it's 28 targets like today um, at the HHA USA event, um, at 28 targets, um, you can actually score that through the app. Mm-hmm. And then you can submit that score if, if your club wants it. Because some clubs don't take scores or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you have that ability to keep that information. And then that information can be can be backlogged and data, you know, mm-hmm. on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to get all the all the dots connected on how that works. Yeah. Um, but I had to make sure that it was gonna work, you know, that the core of toxin, what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what and, and I tell you what, I've been I've been real happy. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that just think this is a great, fantastic idea, uh, and I'm one of them, of course. But I'm a little biased. Um, but I think the clubs themselves, when I'm talking with these clubs, they they look at it and they go, "Yeah, we can get our information on one platform. We don't because we, we know Facebook doesn't doesn't uh, it doesn't help us much. No, you know you can have, you can have a thousand members and get five, six, seven, eight, twelve likes on a post that should get a lot more views mm-hmm. um, or your information is not getting in front of everybody. You yeah. know, how, how many times have I heard or you heard that is there a shoot this weekend? Oh yeah, my local club has a shoot this weekend. I didn't know that, you know, um, and, and it's just because that information is not getting put in front of us. We're not yeah. on it at the right times or Facebook algorithms doesn't behoove us. It doesn't help us. Yes. Um, but I, I, can, I can contest to that. Yeah. I've, oh, absolutely. Facebook has had me paralyzed yeah. for the last year and a half. I have not. It's like I see the activity. Yeah. But I don't see the results, and it's frustrating because yeah. it's like, but you you have the Go Wild app, then you have also have the Go Wild app for the DNR yeah. for Wisconsin, which is kind of like confusing for folks. But like you know, that's partnering up with those folks like that, you know, yeah. and then then trying to get a hold of uh, John Dudley or someone that does these these shoots to get them involved with that, yeah. having that that type of clout to fall behind, you know, and just having a conversation with them. That, that's you absolutely know? right to get the information out to. Ever, your potentials, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, Facebook and I see it with my Badger State Adventures. I'll make a post and get two or three likes. Maybe there's only two or three people that are actually out there. I don't know. Uh-huh. But you get two or three likes or, or you're trying to just get the information there and you're just not seeing it. Now, that doesn't mean I can't pay for it on Facebook yeah. and, and get more likes. Um, but at the same point, if we're going to pay for something, let's not do it for Facebook. Let's keep that money. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm an archery guy. I'm from archery. I've done this a yes. very long time. Um, I'm not a big conglomerate to take this thing and go, hey, I want everybody's information and, and use that information um, in, in, a, in, a, in a weird way. Yeah. Say that, you know? yeah, kind of like a ticket master and how, what they do and what their data right. manipulation. That's absolutely right. Right. So, um, you know, I, I did this not to buy a new yacht. Mm-hmm. I did this because I love the sport of archery mm-hmm. and I see that my clubs and my pro shops and, and my stuff, this is the best way to connect the dots between shooters and shoots. Yeah. Um, and, and I hope I hope that I mean if anybody's listening that that if they have questions or anything like that man get a, get a hold of us I'm, I'm always trying mm-hmm. to answer the mm-hmm. questions or figure, you know tell you why I did something this way or that way but um, I, I do think that this is this is a great idea yeah. I, I do think this is a way that we can get more information out there easier to our to our shooters oh I completely um, agree because we have that fall off between 18 and 25 because that's, right. that's when they're going to college and it's like yeah. and, and they're not going to a outdoor friendly university it's it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them to have that con- so that's where where your your youthful people go start going on their forum boards the schools and like hey like which ones have outdoor clubs and such like that or have like a Texas A&M type scenario it's like I've met 
at a few folks that with uh, with S3D8, it's like that's going to be a great window opportunity because yeah. they shoot in uh, Metropolis, Illinois. They go out to Kentucky. They go all over the place. You know, and then getting and then getting the bow manufacturers like Expedition Archery right. and Matthews and stuff like that. So this way, then those guys can help push that. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think some of it too. Um, is is exposure to these sports? You mm-hmm. know, how many people know that that you know you have a you have a course like this that you can walk through and have a good time with your buddies? Yes. Um, and what actually a course like this actually can give you? You mm-hmm. know. Um, and, and, you know, that next level, you know, FIDA and all these other shoots and stuff, yes. you know, let's just get some more exposure to it, get some more experience and education, get the mm-hmm. word out there a little mm-hmm. bit easier and get some more people to these events. And the yeah. key aspect to it too is like here, you, you and I will come home today, tonight with memories. If you and I are playing video games, I won't really recall that. It's like, you're not developing memories because remember, you can't take a U-Haul to the grave. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely so it's right. like, that's what I try to instill in my daughter and stuff like that. She's like to get out there and do this fun stuff and like getting out and shooting and uh, going out fishing and establishing these memories. So this way then when she has children or if she does or doesn't have children, she'll have these memories to last a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you're going to, always meet new folks um you know i mean i've, I've met a, i met a handful of guys today i met i met some of the club members man it's just and just the nicest group of guys mm-hmm, you know and mm-hmm. it's, it's usually the first question where are you guys from you yeah. know and, and then that's a great way to just start talking with folks you know and it's, it's pretty awesome and then on top of that too it's also marketing ploy too it's like well hey I, we have the, we have this x come from from lacrosse we have x come from mason city iowa we had y come from illinois so this right. way then it's like it shows like that this 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 course has a reason for people to come here because of how fun it is and such but this app will give them that opportunity because then now with the google maps well, with google you can pair, pair up with google maps stuff like yeah, that that's right and so you can go from there and then it, and as as it progresses you know if you, you get a guy that like um there's a uh, mr john dove he work he works with beast mode archery there in mount harrop and he really has gotten into doing flyovers with his drone oh, getting cool. guys with drones like to have him flying through here you know and then doing these 15 second clip videos absolutely especially like the one that everybody loves like just doing a right up to and then it just goes blank you know because it's like can't give you everything we gotta give you the hook yeah yeah give you the hook yeah so it's like absolutely. there's there's so much there's so much growth potential with it which is like I like that idea because now it's like um, when I go down like because my wife and I do a lot of traveling it's like cool. now we we got a bigger vehicle we can, put, we can store our bows in it we got a, one of those nice Lakewood cases so we put both our bows in there and so this way when we go down to Iowa we go out to Illinois and it's like we can just go on this app look at it it's like hey there's a shoot let's go over there it's like it's only gonna take us like four like maybe four hours in max and we'll come back you know shoot early in the morning when it's really nice outside and we're, we're have fun the rest of the day you know it's like it's that time management but it's like how much put how much how much value put into that time yeah yeah absolutely and most of these clubs have a have a range even if you don't walk the course and shoot they have a range for you just to go out and put some arrows down range yes um and and you know work your equipment or keep those muscles activated or mm-hmm. just you know enjoy the sport of archery yes um a lot of these clubs have that you know that the ability to shoot x amount of yardages um some mm-hmm. are a little bit longer than others um but i mean you pay a few bucks i mean honestly to, to shoot something like this is it's cheap. It's cheap mm-hmm. entertainment. Twenty bucks for entertainment. Twenty for this bucks. Yeah, yeah. Twenty bucks, man. We we spent four hours jibber jabbering with our friends, having a good time, networking, meeting some great people. Um, and I tell you, I'm looking forward to having one of these pulled pork sandwiches mm-hmm. and a brat. The brats are legit. I've had I've had brats both days. Yeah. They're really good. Okay, I really yeah. I think so, they're really good. That's that's the so. 20 bucks i get to come out here and hang out I mean, mm-hmm. the weather's fantastic yes um except yesterday it sounds like it was i'm gonna use the word a little damp <laughs> yes and <laughs> well, i was yeah i was, I was completely soaked <laughs> yeah so it's like like three to six inches i heard so yeah was, although all depending on where you're at and stuff like that well uh coloma which is uh 15 miles to the west here they got six and a half inches Woo, son yeah so that all came through this area right here huh? 
But you know, but you, as you walk the course, though, it's it's not. Yeah. It, 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 it's uh, the way they have the irrigation, like how it all yeah. just separates. It's like you think all that rain would make today a nasty out there, but it's like we have a beautiful wind coming yeah. through here, and so it's like you gotta, you gotta, you, gotta, you know, don't assume. You just gotta get out there and shoot it because it's like well, it's better than sitting in front of the TV and watching golf. Oh man, absolutely. <laughs> I, so I'm wearing a pair of pair of shorts and I look pretty derpy. Um, but I wear a pair of shorts and, and a, you know big elk hunting boots that I brought, mm-hmm. thinking that it was just going to be soupy, soupy. Yeah. And I tell you what, it was. It was I could wear tennis shoes. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. And I was Shara here. Um, they they've got a fantastic course. Of course, my first mm-hmm. time ever being here. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of up and down and shooting ravines, and then they they did a fantastic job. They have a lot of elevated um platforms. A, a yes. Platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean. It costs these these places to do those kinds of things, and and they're and they're just in great shape, and they're fun to shoot. And mm-hmm. It's just man, it was it was all right. I had a good time here. Yeah. Yeah. My, what was your favorite uh, uh, target? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Um, first of all, I like the moose. Uh, Seventy four mm-hmm. yards. I like mm-hmm. being challenged a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did really good on the moose, um, but I think as far as on the range, because that was a novelty shoot. Mm-hmm. On the range, um, I, I liked the dinosaur one. Uh, they have a, a, like what the raptor. That? Yeah, the raptor. Mm-hmm. No, I did not shoot that one well, but I enjoyed it. And it was just, I just think that like the, the, the way that the target was on the course is, I, I just really enjoyed that one. That was kind of a cool one for me. So. My favorite was the frog just because it was, it was yeah. really close, really close quarters, you yeah. know, and something like that. But it gives you that perspective of like you're going to be shooting a, uh, a coon because sometimes they get a little kind of curious, but I a turkey. But it's like yeah. having that type of like paying attention, like really knowing how your pin set and how your arrow is going to fly and having that type of, not necessarily mastery, but that understanding of it. Right. And it's like, and it's just a lot of fun. Like, yeah. cause I like, it was, even though it was a 12 ring for me, but it was still a lot of fun because it's like, I took advice from, uh, Jake Mansell and, and Caden because they were, t- cause I was like, I was t- we went to a shoot in, in, uh, uh, last year at the Blackhawk Archers there in what Stevens point there. And I biffed it. I had a 12 yard <laughs> shot. It should have been a chip shot. And I lost that arrow. And then it's like, well, there goes 20 bucks. See ya. Oh, no. And so, but after finding out about like when you have the, te- the a 20 yard pin, you put that pin where you want it, think two inches below that, and that's where you're going to put that arrow at. Wild, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. They, uh, they had that, they had that frog shot through, um, what would you call it? Like a wall, like a wood, like a wall almost. It's a mm-hmm. cut out window in there, which yes. added another element to it, you know, and, and, uh, they have another one, uh, just a couple of these other we'll share. It's through a car door. Yes. So that was my second one too, because <laughs> yeah. I put, that was my other one I got 12 wearing it. When we shot though, the nice. chair was so wet. So I was like, well, <laughs> to kind to work with the, 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 the structure of it. So I just, I just moved the chair back, just took a knee. Drew back, yeah. shot it, and put it twelve. And it's like I, I couldn't see it because it's because it's tanners are black, but it's yeah. so it's enough of it's enough of a distance out there you can't see it with the naked eye. Yep. But it's like it's still pretty cool. That's like hey, I'm, I put all the mathematics together and did it. I know I've been around a long time, and I, maybe the first time I've ever shot through a car door at a target. Yes, yeah. I, I don't. I just realized that, but that was a kick in the pants. I mean, mm-hmm. I never, I've never done that, and I probably wouldn't have experienced that ever. Uh-uh. You know, you know, unless I came here. The other really cool one was not the car door one. Was it a? Um... We would like to just take a second to help you make the final decision on your new Kydex holster. We the People offers all American-made holsters designed for everyday carry. Whether it's inside the waistband or outside, these holsters are made with quality and don't break your bank like other high-end holster companies. And plus, they offer free shipping on all orders in the USA. So go have a look, and while you're at it, check out what else they have to offer. Merch link in bio. I don't remember which one it was now, but yeah. So that was that. I really enjoyed the car door one. That was just it was oh the, the bear one back here. They have a they have a bear and oh, a bait bucket. Yeah, oh, number twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, the last one. That one that one messed cool. with like everybody in my group because like the weird was certain it's it's so, the dark the canopy was so dark. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't see where the twelve spot was. I ended up shooting. I put it real real high. So it's like well you guys need to just shoot below this. 
Yeah, yeah, they went off your arrow, didn't they? Yeah, because yeah. I had a little, I had a green, I had a green knock there, so it illuminates somewhat, but you're not gonna see, the, you're not gonna see the target. But at least you know it's like, well, it, in real world that would have been a kill shot, but yes, in this right. case right here, it wouldn't have been because like when I when I shoot 3D, I don't try to go out the, the points. Like I've only started taking score just kind of help myself to see sure. as a mile marker. But it's like I always try to go out there like if I'm gonna if I, this is a real scenario, how am I gonna draw back and kill this animal? Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. Yeah, and that and that's a big thing. You know, you got hunt season's right around the corner, man. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm not sure how August got here so fast, um, but here we are. Yeah, I think they took two months from us somewhere somehow because we're here. You know, mm-hmm. it is the it's the eighth. Yes, so we're eight days into this thing, mm-hmm. and and hunting season, guys. We're looking at it right now. It's it's going to be next week's what it's going to seem like. Yes, but getting out to a shoot like this is a great way to get into shape. You're mm-hmm. going to be able to hold that bow when that deer comes in and stops behind a tree because they do that. Um, this is a great way to get started, you mm-hmm. know, and make sure that your equipment is good and see, oh man, I got, this is bad or that's bad. I got to get into my club and, or mm-hmm. shop and I got to get it worked on. Now, this is just a great way to do it. I end up 12ing that bear. Oh, no yes, kidding. But I, I got to tell you though, it was really weird because it's been kind of cloudy overcast all day. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like it just like the sun opened up and you know, it was just, my pen was, it fell in the right spot, man. And I just, it, it was an ex- yeah. great, great executed shot, man. I just, I get a kick out of those. And it's just that arrow. You see that arrow traveling downrange, mm-hmm. and it just just pinwheeled that thing. And I was like, "You bet, that's what we're looking for." Oh, that's for. exciting. So. That is always exciting. You know, I uh, wanted to shoot again today, but I just didn't have the time. Was not here, yeah. so it's like I got busy talking with everybody else, and things kind of roll spiral and other things. It was, yeah. it, was, it was just a lot of fun. So, with your son, does he shoot archery too as well? No, periodically. You know, he's he's in that phase now of um, being on his phone and conversing with his friends, and mm-hmm. um, he likes to do a lot of online stuff. Um, but he doesn't shoot a lot. But I can tell you, it's, it's weird when I go out hunting with him. He doesn't talk about it. He's not. A, he's not what I would say involved. But when we go out and we do something together, mm-hmm. loves it. Absolutely loves it. We I mean, we had a good time. We actually traveled out to Nebraska, South Dakota border, mm-hmm. and we shot a paddlefish this year. Oh, fun! And I tell you what, man, we just memories made, and we were laughing a good time. And we we spent twelve hours in the car together, and you can you can really get to know your nineteen year old son mm-hmm. traveling like that and and getting out and enjoying the, the outdoor sports. And and uh, he didn't have a tag this year. He should draw next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, holy smokes, we we just we just enjoy the camaraderie of a father son mm-hmm. kind of a deal. So when I get him out and I force him out, we're going to go do these things, and you're going to like it, son. Um, he really enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for him to just go out on his own accord or anything like that yeah. right now, because he's entering college um, and he's 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 got a lot going on. Yes, Archie's not in the forefront of what he wants to do. So mm-hmm. um, I try to keep it active. He's got himself a bow, and and uh, you know we own we own that pro shop. He comes down and hangs out with me every once in a while, but I, you know, he doesn't, he wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that he shoots just to go pick his bow up and shoot. Mm-hmm. But when I go out and shoot with him, yeah. we have a good time, you know? So that's, that's what it really comes yeah. down to is his father son moments. Like, cause I do, like my dad's 68, so we do a lot of stuff outside. Awesome. And so we, so like the summer we, I made it, I made an attempt, made a, Several attempts just to make it out there and go fishing. Like we've went fishing several times in, in August and July, and then once or not June and July, and then as of August he get he's alert. He has an adverse reaction to the sun, so we have to pick and choose our battles, stuff like that. When we go out and go out and fish and stuff like that, but it's just like it's just fun. Okay. It's just a lot of fun yeah. to go out there and hang out with and, them. And it is. And, and the, the memories made, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I mean, time is getting away from us all. Like, again, yes. we don't realize it's August already. But, man, take advantage of those things and get and get out and get you know, hunt, shoot with your best friends, man. Yes. Pe- people that you know a long time, if they're into the sport of archery, they're in the outdoor sports, man, try to create those opportunities. I mean, I, I know it's hard. I mean, trust me, I'm trying to start two businesses right now. It's hard. It's hard to get out. It's hard to do these things. But, man, mm-hmm. j- just to spend time with your with your friends. 
My wife and I have a really, really good relationship. Actually, this weekend, we celebrated 22 years of marriage yesterday. Congratulations, you too. Um, so that was our, we worked at the archery shop all day Saturday on our anniversary, and we're like, you know what? We're going to go shoot our bows. We're going to go down and hang out and, yeah. and do these things, you know? So, I mean, and we get we just get a kick out of doing this stuff together. So That is exciting. Um, Did you hear about the world record uh, shot at Nebraska in 92-pound paddlefish? I heard something about it. Yeah. I, I got a validation. I haven't seen anything. Oh, uh, it's, it's it hasn't gotten the official oh, validation okay. yet, but it's already been it's already been record documented. It's on my page. because It's, it's a big head, right? No, no, it's it's a it's a paddlefish. Is it a paddlefish? Yeah, ninety two pounds. Yep, I had uh, Justin Fiskajohn. He shot a world record in twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen at eighty five pounds. Yeah, it's like, and, and he showed me the videos that he showed me the video he shot in twenty nineteen, and wow. the fins only that's all. So I didn't had no no idea, but the fins all in the back, so you have to shoot up here to hopefully get someplace in the middle. Wow, for a paddlefish, yeah, it is. They're, they're just unique looking dinosaurs. Oh, dude, they are dinosaurs. They they're a cool critter, mm-hmm. um, and they taste great. Um, unfortunately for them, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no. So I took the bill, and I, I uh, it's all bone in there. The rest of the paddlefish is actually just uh, cartilage, cartilage. Yeah. Yes. So and I and then I got beetled. I took it to a taxidermist, and then I got it and put it in acrylic, and mm-hmm. and uh, I got it displayed um, because it's so it, intricate networking of bones and stuff through that through that bill and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we had a good time. Um, and that's just a neat, you know, a neat thing that I'll be able to look at and, and create those memories again in my brain, you yeah. know. And so yeah, that was that was a good time. I enjoyed that, you know. Because so. next spring in May, because that's when uh, their season. Because he go, he Justin goes over to Montana and shoots over there. He lives in North Dakota, no. but he goes over there and shoots. I uh, don't remember what the river what the river is, but he it's like it's a very like a very small window of opportunity. So I'm thinking I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to block off five days because it's gonna be two days of middle drive because it's it's a 20 hour drive because it's like no. it's no straight shot, but that's the goal to get all the way up there and. And hopefully put an arrow in one. Yeah, I, I, I'm just hoping to get like a 30 pound one. But if I get an 80 pound one, even oh. all the better. I uh, yeah. If you if you can get it 80 pounds, that's a stud. Yeah, yeah. My my, my biggest one was 28 pounds, and we were all you know high fives mm-hmm. and handshakes, mm-hmm. and we thought we did pretty good. You know, 28 pounds, I pretty good sized fish. You know. Uh, but but eighty, whoa, man! Yeah, there's I can't a even fathom that thing's a pit. down in Oklahoma. I don't remember what lake it was, but it's it, there's a charter out there that they're known for catching those, and they caught a an eighteen year old caught a hundred and thirty two pound. Yeah, by by because you can't. It's like you can't hook into it. You have to pretty much snag it, oh. and so that's how he got it. And then they they, they took their pictures with it and put it right back in because it was caught like th- three years ago, four years prior, and it was weighed like one twelve or one twenty or something like that. And it's it's it it doesn't oh, go. Doesn't grow really quickly, but what nice thing about Oklahoma, it doesn't get as cold, yeah. so it works out. It's just kind of unfortunate that they're no longer around these parts because it's just because of uh, commercialism, and then on top of that too, the the amount of boat traffic that's on them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and we got kind of a shorter growing season up here with the with the windows that we have, you know, as far as temperatures and water and stuff like that. But, exactly. And yeah, I've heard of that actually. That 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 charter down there in Oklahoma, or a charter down in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. that does I actually had a, a, a friend from Nebraska go down and, and utilize that charter or a charter. And um and they I don't know what what they weighed but they made my twenty eight pound look a little small so which uh, most fish doesn't um yeah but yeah it's a, what a what a cool critter yeah now did you did you did you hit it with a bow I did yep, okay yep, but yep. still though twenty eight pound but when you all you see is this little target yeah. floating above it it's like you never know what you're gonna shoot into but still twenty eight pounds nothing to argue with yeah yeah no it was it was it was a lot of fun yeah it was it was. It was pretty neat, you know. Um, so I, I did it two years ago for my first time ever with my best friend who got me into archery. We're still really good friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of got me into it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go down and shoot a fish. Big deal, you know. But, man, mm-hmm. holy cow, what he got down there and just, wow. It was it was a lot of fun. It was very neat. And, of course, it's Nebraska temperatures. You know, it was 95 plus easy. Yep. And then you're out on the water, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, And then drew my tag again this year and, and took my son down there. And we shot, we shot some carp. 
brought the brought those big head uh, home with us, and, and we're going to eat them up. We're going to smoke them. So, oh, yeah, it's amazing how good because yeah. like depending on how, depending on what kind of brine you put with them, they can be kind of like almost like a pork texture. Yeah, I've I, I, we haven't had them yet, and we've heard that those big head oh, carp are just a big white flaky meat, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be fantastic. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I am looking forward to that once I remember to bring it out, and thaw it out, and, yeah. and cook it up. You know. So when you do do it, when you do decide to brine it, and how will you do it? I, don't get too salty with it. I like I think like I haven't caught one yet of myself or shot one with a uh, with an arrow, but I'll probably go with more like of a Jamaican jerk type with a little bit of hot and spicy, with a little sweetness to it, like a nice little blend with. It. I think that would actually turn over quite well, especially on a nice eight hour smoke oh, low yeah. and slow yeah. man be fantastic yeah, see now you're making me hungry you know, <laughs> I, I can we're downwind i can smell that that pulled pork and the mm-hmm. broths and stuff calling my name we haven't eaten yet today so yeah <laughs> I, I this is my dinner well it's my plate right there i had a hamburger in the brat so it's oh. like they're just fantastic here <laughs> but uh i think we've, we've hit some really cool good milestones yeah. here so what is the what's going to be happening in the future with uh toxin right now like what do you have foresee in the next few months yeah, so talks in the next few months, you know, as it continue to grow, most of our clubs are, are kind of wrapping up their 3D season right now. Okay. And then we're going to start looking into, into the paper, you know, so there's kind of that, that loss, you know, 3D, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, it's papers, five spot or Vegas targets. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to start picking up here. Um, I'm hoping that by the end of the year that we, we get enough clubs on there that they can go look at the 22 shoot schedule and mm-hmm. have their entire year's shoots on this app so yeah. that anybody who at any time wants to go and plan, plan these events out. That's mm-hmm. all. The information is just going to be all there. Um, and then, of course, the growth. You know, I, I, we're doing Wisconsin right now. Of course, Wisconsin, you can see, is our home state. And we're, we're just trying to really, really mm-hmm. get the information out here in this state. But if, it, if this thing grows over, leaks into to Minnesota or Chicago or, or Illinois, mm-hmm. um, Michigan, we have some friends in Michigan. I actually have Nebraska Bowhunters Association hooked, hooked up on this thing right now. I've got a good friend there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can I can see, man, more pin drops on you know throughout the United States on this yeah. deal. And then just get more people to download the app as far as getting that information. Hey, there's a shoot this weekend at Washera. Chippewa, Blackhawk, yes, all these places, you know, um, and Omni Archipel, all the all these places. There's a shoot. Let's just go do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the growth of the app. You know, creating some of these features, getting a profile, getting the ability to make it so that the clubs have an easier time of, of documenting scores, getting scores written down, mm-hmm. um, getting scores out faster. Yes, you know, and, and instead of having to wait three or four days and then um, remember to go to their website or maybe catch it on Facebook. Um, yeah, but but get it so that that information is right there. If we can make it easier for the clubs, make it easier for the for the pro shops, um, all that information that much faster, and, mm-hmm. and that's what we are. We're a faster society nowadays. Um, that's where this that's where this app is going to go. It's just going to yeah. continue to grow. It's going to continue to get a little bit better. It'd be exciting to watch you get into the European market because oh, they yeah, they yeah. still have like because they're here in the Midwest. We can go. We can shoot out your back door. if you live on the country, but out, out overseas though, you actually got to be part of a club because they're very very restrictive on where you can shoot your bow at. Yeah. So it's like so. But then you have these clubs though, which can help drive that in the European market because then it's like then you can also start working like because the. The Olympics right now, there's a lot of gold medals right now that are just really taking t- taking a step up. But then it's like, well, now you can have that type of affiliate. Not necessarily get to that, you can eventually get to the level, but then you can have those Olympic shooters like, hey, this is where I'm traveling at. If you want to have a little set down or meet and greet or something like that, yeah. you know, because yeah. some of these uh, some of these athletes in some of these different countries are going to become a almost almost a celebrity. And without even though knowing about it, being on such a world stage like that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly. Jeff, I, I, I never thought about this thing going, you know, jump in the pond, you know, mm-hmm. going, going overseas or anything like that. Um, it, it, it absolutely can, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's nothing restricting this thing, you know, to that, to that, um, a capability or, or ability. Yeah. Um, and that would be, that would be amazing to me. Honestly, I would, I would look at it in awe and go and, and not even see what that's, that's what I'm doing. Hey, mm-hmm. we're overseas. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just happy to, I'm happy to get 
10 clubs right now, you know, mm-hmm. on, on this app. And, and hearing these guys, I'm talking with them. Um, and I met a couple of gentlemen that, that know about the app here. And, and uh, they were like, hey, dude, this, this thing is awesome. I mean, yep. this is exactly what, what we need that, that for as far as advertising goes. Um, mm-hmm. And that makes me happy that I'm like, hey, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm doing is, is helping this sport that I love so much um, out and get that information out. You know, mm-hmm. so man, I don't even know about it. going overseas. Wow, yeah, that's that guess that, <laughs> that'd be funny because now as the now it opens up, you'd like to where, where everything's at, and then when you start building those profiles, some of those clubs have been around for over a century, if not oh, more. And so then you can be able to include that that history. That's why when I do these podcasts, when I come to these events, and I sit down with some of the folks that have been really ingrained in the culture of the club yeah. to give them that history because people love history. And to oh, see where it all yeah. comes from, and like who's all involved with it, you know, and uh, it just gives it gives that that passion kind of comes through because passion creates passion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and you can see that in the archery world when you're talking with some of these folks, especially mm-hmm. some of the people that really like to hand it down, you know, to the mm-hmm. youth and, and to that next. I mean, that's we are passionate. We we love we love what we do. That's why we're here hanging out, Jimmy mm-hmm. Javern, and, and and that's why we travel as far as we do to go to an event like this. If you want to go somewhere fun, when I sat down with uh, uh, Bruce Lesser from. Uh, Lens, Les, Lesnar, yeah, from he's he used to be the president of the Odie Gaming uh, Conservation Club there okay. over by Appleton. Well, they do a, and I think it's January or February, but they do a softball snowmobile game where you have people on snowmobiles and you, you, you go from point A to point B and you crack the ball out there and you can race snowmobiles out there and all that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that's like, they would never thought would have, would have took off, but they've been doing it for a lot of years. Really? They also do, um, races too out there as well, where they had like, uh, I can't remember what, race event was but they had like 4,500 people out there in, in January of 2020 because everybody has cabin fever nobody wants to be inside anymore so they want to get out yeah it seems like it gets dark at 2 o'clock and, and you know and what, mm-hmm. do you, what do you do you know mm-hmm. you, you go to work it's dark you come home it's dark you know and you need some place to land yeah. and to get out of you know someplace warm and- but having that as as in the showing them like hey these are some of the other things that a club can offer too for that too I've met a couple of places that actually have like uh, women of the outdoors like where they have like people that have uh, like teaching uh, women to, to can and to sew and foraging and like going through that stuff like that but of course that requires a club that actually has a good yeah. amount of vegetation to teach them but it's like we're going to be eventually like because factory farming is going to be it's going to be a it's going to be a double edged sword essentially yeah. but we're going to start but we're starting to see an uptick in canning we're starting to see an uptick in foraging and stuff like that and growing their own vegetables because of of the, of the bad press that we've been, yeah. been receiving over the years right yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and if you can get out and, and, and be self-sufficient, um, well, that, that gives you a sense of confidence and all that there, too. You know I mean? That's mm-hmm. just, yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a blast. Thank yeah. you for coming on, Jeremy. I'm going to get this podcast out here. Oh, cool. But thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Do you have any concluding thoughts or anything you want to say? Uh, no, I would, I'd like to thank you for giving me the opportunity to share to share the app. Um, this this is my first podcast ever. Um, hopefully, I didn't mess it up too bad. And you no, you did fantastic. Any, lose any listeners or anything like that. Um, but you know we're we're outdoors people. You know support outdoors. That's the biggest thing, man. Yes. Um, make sure you make sure you get out and just support it. Be it being there supports them. Spending your money is a vote. And I, I tell people that a lot. Spending your money is a vote on something. Mm-hmm. If I spend my money here. I'm voting for this this pro shop or this club or this whatever yes. to make it. Mm-hmm. If I, if I if I go to the other places, I'll just use that as terminology. And I'm spending my money there. It's a vote for the other places, and the other places make it so that places like this. And smaller shops don't make it. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got to say in that. And I appreciate it, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. You, you are very, very welcome here.